It's April 24, 2022, and welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Veronica, Veronica Rocha. She's the program manager over at the Pacific International Center for High Tech Research, or PICTER, and she's going to tell us about a climate grants accelerator. And then we'll be joined by Keith Hayashi, Interim Superintendent over at the Department of uh, Education, and Ian Kitajima, Tech Sherpa over at Oceanet, and we'll learn about the upcoming Design Thinking Summer Boot Camp. But right uh, right now, I want to welcome Veronica Rocha from Pictor, Program Manager, and she's here to tell us about this Climate Grants Accelerator Program. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Aloha, Bert. Thank you so much for having me as part of the show today. And and uh, Veronica, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. And and uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I I didn't realize that you were at Picter, but uh, great to see you over there. And and tell me, um, with this uh, program, this Climate Grants Accelerator, uh, well, maybe back up a little bit. What does what does Picter do? First off, what is what is Picter? Sure. So Pictor is a nonprofit organization that has been in Hawaii since uh, the uh, 1980s. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, it has incubated, launched a number of programs that have supported Hawaii's sustainability uh, initiatives in more than one way. So an example of that is what is now known as Elemental Accelerator. It was previously Energy Accelerator before it spun out, and it was a program of Pictor. So in a nutshell, Pictor um, is very good about figuring out what are the uh, initiatives that are needed to support Hawaii's sustainability and going after federal funding to pursue those initiatives, to implement them, and also to administer that federal funding uh, that comes to Hawaii. That's that's really good, and uh, you know when when I heard about this uh, climate grants accelerator, I was I was, I was thinking uh, you know everybody's interested in uh, some of these uh, climate programs. Now tell us where where is this funding coming from? Okay, so I I want to clarify that uh, yes, the name of the program is Climate Grants Accelerator. Mm-hmm. The reason we chose the word accelerator is because. By leveraging um, the services under this program, which span all the way from stakeholder coordination, uh, matching uh, entities that want to participate in this program with collaborators, helping them go after federal funds, and ultimately, if the funding is awarded, to implement and administer the funding, um, that's why it's an accelerator, because we are able, through Picture, to, to speed up that process leveraging pictures 20 more 20 more than 20 years of experience in this space and more than 248 million dollars um you know under its belt Mm -hmm. it is not an accelerator in the sense of like a tech accelerator like elemental accelerator where it gives out money to uh, a technology company to help it scale so i just want to clarify on that Um, we got some initial um, money to get this program up and running through a private donor at the Hawaii Community Foundation, and and that's a great clarification because uh, yeah you're right sometimes you know we hear the word accelerator and we're, we're always thinking about like a blue startups or or uh, even even like a mana up 
where they actually help accelerate, but they also take kind of an equity equity stake in it. So you're you're really kind of providing services to support uh, nonprofits that that are getting into this area of of climate change and and um, how can they be better suited to uh, receive some federal funding and and perhaps uh, uh, manage you know that process and that that sort of compliance. That is a really good summary, Bert. And I also want to clarify that um, this service is not available exclusively to nonprofits. That's certainly uh, a factor that we are we have experience partnering with, and we very much want to continue to partner with. But what is unique about uh, the Climate Grants Accelerator is that um, we have already uh, have uh, started to pilot this program and have worked with nonprofits, private sector companies and even government. And what is unique about Pictures Capabilities is that it really brings these various entities together to pursue uh, more than just the, the funding, right? But like pursue initiatives that are really gonna be supportive of Hawaii's needs. So how does, uh, how does uh, a company or nonprofit uh, get involved? I mean, and, and is Picture planning some information briefings or some kind of... Uh, uh, gathering where, where people can find out more information? Yeah, so the, that's an excellent question. The very first step um, would be whoever is interested, I would encourage them to please submit a questionnaire that can be found on Pictures' website, and that is www.pictr.org. Mm-hmm. Go under Projects and click on Climate Grants Accelerator, and then click on Submit Questionnaire. Once we get information um, about, um, you know, what is the initiative that you're after, what type of funding, et cetera, then we'll be in touch with you to talk about next steps. And are there, is there a particular profile that you're looking for? Like what, what does the company or organization need to be involved in? Sure. So not necessarily a profile of the entity applying, but more so the type of initiative that they are after. Mm-hmm. We are specifically um, here to support anything related to climate change, whether it's on the mitigation side, such as clean energy or um, on the adaptation side as well. Um, anything having to do, for example, with sea level rise, adaptation, resilience, those are the types of initiatives. Now, the other thing that I want to clarify is that climate change really is uh, already impacting and unfortunately will continue to impact our society across the board. And our federal administration understands that. And so through its funding, it really is approaching climate change uh, from a whole society approach. And so is Pictor, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not limited just to an entity that's in clean energy or or whatnot, I really encourage anybody that is interested in tackling climate change uh, through its organization and wants to go after federal funding to please you know, reach out to us and see how we may be able to work together. Sounds good. I'll put the uh, link up on our show notes for later on. Veronica, mahalo for joining us. Thank you so much, Brett. Thanks for having me on the show. Take care. Thanks. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Keith Hayashi, Interim Superintendent over at the DOE, and Ian Kitajima, Tech Sherpa over at, or- at Oceanet. And, of course, we'll learn about the upcoming Design Thinking Summer Boot Camp. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Naumea Hawaii and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm happy to welcome Kitayashi. You know, it's only, it's only through Ian that I can get somebody as famous as Kitayashi to to join us, you know, and he's the interim superintendent over at the DOE, and Ian, you know, he's the the humble tech Sherpa over at Oceanet, and uh, has he's he's been the champion for design thinking for a long time, and I want want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Hey, how's hey, Bert. it, Bert? Great. Yeah, great to have you both on, and so. Ian, you know, you can tell me how how you got the uh, you know the 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 interim superintendent onto the uh, onto the program. How did you how did you convince <laughs> Keith that he needed to be on Bite Marks Cafe? You, you know how I got him to because I twisted his arm. But no, it's because I want to say Keith, yeah, back in uh, two thousand eleven, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, Keith. Um, I think the first time I publicly talked about design thinking, Keith was in the audience. In fact, Keith and I were sitting at the same table. He had actually crashed a, a, a get-together. Um, <laughs> and, he, and when I was sitting next to this guy, he was like, oh, who's this, you know, this guy sitting next to me, whatever. And we we're talking. And then I went up and I was on a panel. And the first time I talked about publicly about design thinking and how I thought mm-hmm. this was something that could be super transformative if we could all learn it. And especially... How do we, you know, if we could get it to our teachers and our students, it could be really game changing. And then when I came off that panel, Keith, um, when I sat down, Keith told me, yeah, I want that. And whatever, and, just what you talked about is I want that. And so that's how it all started. And Keith, uh, you were at that time, what, principal at uh, Waipahu High School? That's right, Brett. I was principal at Waipahu High School. And, and Ian's right. Um, I remember uh, crashing a party and it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, a, a professional development. It was a gathering of uh, industry leaders at, at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, I, I was able to get into the into the into uh, that session. And I told the person who was coordinating it, you know, sit me anywhere. I'll pull up a chair in the back of the room and I'll do that. And But they, they put me on the front table with all of the dignitaries. Oh, And, wow. and you, who did I sit next? Yeah. I sit next to Ian Keith Jima, and I didn't even know Ian at the time. <laughs> and, yeah, we didn't you know, know we talked, now. and that, it started with that question, right? So what high school did you graduate from? <laughs> and we found out that we are same, you know, the, graduated from different high schools, but at the same year. And so same that year, discussion yeah. really flowed, you know, and uh, hearing yeah. Ian share about uh, design thinking. And at that time, I think, Ian, it was the wallet challenge. Yeah. And, um, you know, when he sat yeah. back down, he's right. I said, hey, you, we need design thinking and that process at White Powell High School. That was what we were looking for uh, to help um, get get the thinking and the innovation going at White Powell. So every good thing, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, yeah. it was meant to yeah. be that I got to sit next to Ian Kitajima <laughs> and learn more about <laughs> the wonderful things, seriously, about design thinking, you know, and uh, uh I owe Ian a lot. Well, uh, you know, like my school move forward. like like my friend Pono Shim would say, it's destiny. Destiny, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, so yep. that's that's a that's a great story. Now, I I do want to give our our listeners a chance to uh, li- understand a little bit about what is design thinking. They might have they might have heard the term, and you know, Ian, <clears throat> you and I have gone through it uh, many times, so we might take it for granted, but. Uh, Ian, could you yeah. could you kind of like just walk us through like the five five steps of design thinking? 
Yeah, so design thinking essentially um, is really popular today. I think 10 years ago, it was pretty new stuff, uh, especially in education. But now um, it's basically a five-step process. We use, there's actually different versions of it. Mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we use a version that comes out of Stanford uh, University, and it starts with uh, empathy. Second step is define, which is kind of defining the, the user, the problem, the need, the insights, who are you designing for, the third step is ideation, which is kind of what people know as brainstorming. Uh, the fourth step is prototyping. Mm -hmm. And the fifth step is, is test. So empathy defined, ideate, prototype, and test. And it's basically these five steps. And actually, I, everybody does design thinking. In fact, the, youngest, the younger you are at some level, you're probably doing it and um, you're already doing it. And so kids, we notice, are, are naturals. And by the way, we, when we first started the boot camp, I only invited teachers and adults and industry people. And Keith Hayashi was the one that said, Ian, you know, we should really have students. And I was really hesitant because I was like, every seat in the boot camp to me was so valuable, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It meant a teacher couldn't come. But Keith was like, no, you got to have students. And so in the first boot camp, we had a team of students from Waipahu High School. And that really, that was eye-opening. And it totally changed uh, the way we do boot camps today. And so... That's why today, like even in the registration already that for this coming boot camp that's coming up, more than half of every, it's like 75% of them are students. And so, so Keith, you know, when, you know? Uh, when you thought of including students, I mean, what were you thinking? Were you thinking that uh, they have kind of like fresh ideas, maybe have a different uh, perspective and insight into what's going on with the, the educational environment that they're in? Yeah, you know, Bert, we were thinking um, – asking for students to participate because they bring a different uh, take on things, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, in learning from Ian about design thinking, um, we brought our students and we, our team went back, met with the, with the students that participated. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the issues at back at that time was uh, students on at Waipao's campus weren't eating lunch. You know, they're eating everything else, but they weren't mm -hmm. eating lunch. Mm -hmm. And we wanted them to eat lunch because, you know, it's, it's a balanced diet and, and uh, nutrition and so forth. And so um, the students took it upon themselves. They actually trained a bunch of other students, the, the attendees. And then uh, it was the question of, that they asked was, you know, how might we engage more students to eat lunch on campus? And through that process of uh, interviewing other students and teachers and so forth, the end result was that they needed to plan out uh, additional kiosks which on campus that could serve lunch because students weren't eating lunch because the lines were too long. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we needed to expand that to different, part, different um, um, parts of our campus, and which created additional issues that students needed to work through. What about electricity? What about uh, student IDs and, and, and all of that? Mm -hmm. And uh, so the kids actually had to work through it. And it was so successful, we increased uh, the number of lunches we sold. Students were eating. We talked about what about what do the lunches, lunches look like, you know. And so they actually, at one of the kiosks, uh, created a bento-type lunch. And I, I, not knowing, actually walked past uh, in its, its early inception, and I looked and I said, are we, like, uh, catering lunches in now from the outside? But actually it was our school lunches. Oh. And just a change in the look. Um, you know, it, it was really appetizing, you know, and, and students are buying. And mm -hmm. so, but we attribute that to our students, and they're yeah. using the design thinking process to help school-wide um, uh, efforts. No, and no. Our, our students even did training for our teachers, which was great. 
Now, Keith, you know, <clears throat> if I recall back when I was in high school, uh, nobody asked me, you know, nobody asked me my opinion. Nobody asked me for any ideas. And and when when you went out and got students involved, I mean, what was their <clears throat> initial reaction? Like, uh, you know, was it like, why are you asking me? Or, <clears throat> you know, like, I'm, you know, I don't want to talk to my teacher. I mean, you know, my teacher is there to do something, and I'm not, you know, I'm not in that same sort of, you know, like, um, uh, uh, level of of uh, understanding. I mean, and now I'm speaking from my own, you know, personal kind of uh, 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 maturity. I guess when I was in high school, I never thought that you know maybe I could sit down with a bunch of teachers and kind of come up with some ideas. So how did you how did you break through that barrier? I mean, was there a sense of hesitancy, or were were students feeling a little insecure that you know they were kind of like now in the same room with their teachers ideating about stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a combination of things, but, you know, it was uh, our students uh, taking upon themselves to learn the process mm-hmm. and, and to be empowered in, uh, in that their voice was important, but it also uh, com- combined with that was our teachers and our staff and their willingness to say, hey, let's engage our kids to be, part of the pro- uh, to be a part of designing solutions to different issues on campus and with uh, great students and, and great teachers and staff working together, um, that re- and a wonderful process like design thinking that helps to empower people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's about the relationships that we build, right, with each other. And the whole design thinking process fosters that. Uh, it fosters collaboration. It fosters you know, really being open to different other people's ideas as, you know, you, you go through the empathy phase and you start to de- define and ideate. And uh, it, it's, it's a process that brings people together to rapid prototype and to uh, come up with quick solutions and then uh, discuss again. So that process continues. You know, it's a... It's a um, iterative. It's a, iterative. Iterative process, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's exactly what we needed at Waipahu. And to this day, you know, um, over about a dozen years later, we're still using it, you know, and uh, it, it, it's a totally empowering process for schools and for organizations to help uh, create solutions yeah, to problems yeah. that, yeah, and, and to, to issues that, that we, we face daily. And so, Ian, you know, you're, you're coming up with the uh, boot camp, and I know usually you have a boot camp every year, but during the pandemic, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to maybe do a boot camp mm-hmm. virtually. But, you know, what I, what I do want to do is have, Ian, you t- tell me, like, what you plan to actually conduct during the boot camp. But when I hold that thought... We'll be right back on this short break to continue our conversation with Keith Hayashi, Interim Superintendent at the Department of Education, and Ian, Ian Kitajima, Tech Sherpa over at Oceanet, and uh, we're learning about innovating with the design thinking process. This is Bike Marks Cafe. Support for Bike Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One. I'm Bert Lam, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Keith Hayashi, Interim Superintendent over at the Department of Education, and Ian Kitajima, Tech Sherpa over at Oceanet. And we're talking about design thinking and the upcoming summer boot camp. And and uh, I was uh, just talking to both Keith and Ian about the you know the the benefit that has been kind of realized by. 
uh, Waipahu High School, and, and I know other high schools mm. and other schools have have incorporated the, the the design thinking process. But Ian, you know, describe what the boot camp might uh, might include, and and given sure. the fact that you know you've been you've been saving up all your energy for for this uh, <laughs> coming coming out party uh, after the after the <laughs> pandemic. I mean, what do you what do you have in mind? I mean, I know Keith mentioned the wallet challenge, but you got you got some other yeah. challenges you're going to try to. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. So, so every year, um, normally, you know, one thing is, you know, design. As you know, as Keith was explaining, right, and really well about what what happens in design thinking. You know, the main thing is that it's 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 human centered, right? It's mm-hmm. focused on the end users you're designing for, and and you know, way back when, before everyone talked about you know student centered learning or engagement. I mean, you know. You know, I want to say Waipahu and a lot of Hawaii schools um, were, were starting to do that. And, and so it's really exciting to see, you know, a decade later, all, all the things that have changed. Now, because of the pandemic, um, you know, we actually, last year, we, we restarted the boot camp we had to, and, and basically did everything online. Mm-hmm. And so we did two half-day sessions uh, last year. And then this year, we're going to do the same thing. And, and it is very, very hard to put on a boot camp for 200 people. Uh, working in design teams of you know six to seven people um, over two half day sessions but but I think there 's so many benefits to that because ideally what we can do is what we saw is we can reach uh, students and teachers and people on the neighbor islands. You know, when we used to do it at a hotel or a ballroom, it, it does get a little bit more challenging for folks on the neighbor island mm-hmm. to you know, be able to come here and things. So, so we're really trying to perfect and get better at delivering these kinds of trainings online. Uh, we anticipate having some people even from joining us from outside of Hawaii as well. Uh, but it will be two half-day sessions, uh, June 16th. Uh, it's going to be from 8 to 1 o'clock. Uh, and we're going to do the empathy and define steps on that first day on June 16th. And then June 17th, we'll kind of move on to the ideation, prototyping, and testing uh, steps. And um, that'll be from 8 to 12 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, on June 17th. So, And we are still, you know, as you know, Bert, what makes this um, interesting is we bring a design challenge. And... Um, Last year, uh, Department of Transportation Highways Division, uh, Ed Sniffin and his team um, helped us to, to, to kind of focus on the community experience. Uh, as traffic was coming back, you know, we started looking at uh, how do we help uh, rethink, uh, redesign that commuting experience. So this year, we'll, we're still thinking about what that design challenge will be for this boot camp. So. Okay, so you haven't you anyway. haven't concluded what the what the actual design uh, yeah, challenge. Yeah, we haven't. So if you got ideas or people have ideas of some <laughs> some wicked hard problem or challenge that we are facing in Hawaii, uh, you know we've looked, you know we've done voting, right? How to improve voting, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. the houseless issues. Um, how do we close the digital divide? No, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll how see. do you close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do that one too. You know. Yeah, so, so Ian, Ian, you know, when, when you do the design thinking process and especially the empathy phase of it, I know when yep. we uh, had the boot camp at uh, a hotel, you know, we would actually go out and talk to, you know, um, visitors, tourists, uh, people that were staying at the hotel and, and ask them questions. It was, it was a, you know, a fun kind of event. I mean, you're talking to strangers and, and trying to get them to share some insight with you. How how do you envision that happening kind of online? Yeah. Do people you give them a yeah. challenge and still have to, do they still have to go out and and find people to kind of ask questions of and 
and get that sort of empathy phase uh, um, concluded in you know in the real world? Yeah, so so that's 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 a good question, and and that's a really big part of learning the process, right? Is to actually go out and sit and meet with and visit with users, right? Mm-hmm. The people right. you're designing for, right. versus right. you know you're trying to do this you know in your office somewhere or in your classroom somewhere. So so what we did, and and again we're still trying to think about it, but last year what we did or what we've done on online sessions is we've pre-recorded um, the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we kind of did, uh, you know, we, we kind of record a couple of different people or one person and basically that's what is used during the design challenge. Now, again, that's probably the fallback position. Um, you know, we, we're still thinking about, you know, should we actually bring in live people, right? So if I have a, you know, if the bootcamp is 200 people and say each design team has, you know, even, um, 10 people, Right, that's a lot of people on a design team. I would still need, I would, I would need to get like 20 people to be interviewed live mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, during that time period. So that that becomes the challenge, right? Is is um, is being able to do that, uh, the logistics piece. Um, people think well, when you do things online, it's easier. It's actually, it's it's actually not. It actually, <laughs> is, in some yeah. ways, it's much much harder. It requires much more people and coordination. Uh, things just go wrong technically, right? So well, well, um, Ian, you got a you got a yeah. month to figure it out. So you know, you, you yeah, got, yeah, you got you got a little bit a of little time. bit more, yeah, a little bit more than a month, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Now, Keith, Keith you know, in terms of uh, uh, Waipahu, I mean, and other schools, what do you what do you envision for uh, getting participation from from the DOE? I mean, are you are you opening this up to other schools and and uh, what what would you what would you like to encourage uh, other, let's say, administrators and principals to, to consider? Right. Uh, Robert, thanks. You know, the, um, you know, I would encourage, uh, you know, based on what we did learn at Waipahu, too, you know, the, um, the June 16, 17 boot camp definitely is, uh, uh, it was a learning experience for me. Uh, you know, I learned a lot, uh, and I participated in not just early on at Waipahu, but several boot camps along the way, because, you know, always learning something new. Uh, you know, and so... It would be definitely up to schools if they want to participate in, in the boot camps, uh, it, but it, it definitely is is uh, is worth it. I think um, the as, as Ian shared, you know, going through that process, uh, the design thinking, the beauty of design thinking is that um, it it applies to all areas, you know, and no matter what issues or, uh, or challenges that come up. Whether it be in school or in the in, in, in industry or anywhere, mm-hmm. um, just using that process in, in thinking about how you can work through that human-centered process in, in, in working with people um, to come to solutions, and then redesigning those solutions again, uh, that iterative process is, is is so important. I think just for continuous improvement. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Ian, <clears throat> you know, in terms of uh, who you would like to see. Sign up for these uh, two hundred seats. What would your ideal uh, profile be? You want educators, you want students, you want you know people in the industry. What are you looking for? We're looking for it all. I, I think the diversity of people makes the boot camp really unique and special. I think uh, the feedback every year is uh, the educators love the fact that um, there are people from industry that join in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we ask everybody to come as teams. So definitely, you know, we want 
teachers and students, but really, you know, or nonprofits, for profits, government, we have everybody that comes, but we really encourage you to come as teams. Okay, so Ian, when you go, Ian, yeah, when we're going to, we'll yep. put together a broadband HUI team. Where can people sign up for yep. the boot camp? So the, probably the easiest way is just go to the Oceanet website. So go to Oceanet, so O-C-E-A-N-I-T dot com, and just put in design thinking. And it, it's, it may be actually on the front page itself. Uh, there's a link there to register. Uh, it's also on Eventbrite. Okay, so I'll put that Eventbrite. up. Eventbrite.com. Yep, I'll put that up on our show notes for later on. Keith Hayashi is a super is an interim superintendent over at the Department of Education. Ian Kitajima, Tech Sherpa and regular on Bite Marks Cafe. I want to thank him both for joining us today and thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we will hear about cybersecurity and the Gen Cyber program. If you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bike Marks Cafe. Mm-hmm.